Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, back here, final hour. We got Wolfgang waiting on deck. We're going to get to him here in just a couple of minutes. But before we get into that, uh, one of the most exciting elements for me at Big Ten Media Days was when it came across from the crew at the Big Ten Network that they were going to be doing some mean tweets with Kirk Ferentz. Now, if you don't know what mean tweets are, it's a bit Jimmy Kimmel's done it. A lot of people have copied it. I'm not even sure if he got it from somewhere else. Regardless, though, late night guy on, on ABC where he finds celebrities and then has them read tweets that are mean to them. So they did this. Now, you understand with the Big Ten Network and the connection that they're not going to read the meanest of the tweets, right? They're, they're not going to have Kirk Ferentz standing there and reading tweets, calling him a blankety-blank, and things like That's not the way that it goes. Now, Jimmy Kimmel, he'll go a little bit further than the BTN crew is going to go. You get that. But pretty entertaining. I got a kick out of it. Did it leave a little something to be desired? Sure. Have we tweeted things out that maybe we look back upon and say, eh, maybe that wasn't the best thing to do? I've been there. I've been there a time or two. Sometimes I've gone back and deleted it. Other times I've just left it up there and, and lived with the consequences. But it was a fun bit. Here it was, if you missed it, Kirk Ferentz reading mean tweets at Big Ten Football Media Days. Uh, a Kirk Ferentz draft would be four punters and three offensive linemen. I think that's pretty good, actually. Hopefully one of those four punters could actually punt in the game and do a good job. That'd be uh, fantastic. Um... Kirk Ferentz held the door open for me at Starbucks today. What a great way to start my morning. My wife always jokes anytime I tell her that I saw so-and-so today. She says, let me guess, it was at Starbucks. That's the extent of your entire social life. So it would be my wife's commentary on that one. Um, what, sign, what signs is Kirk Ferentz showing of slowing down, quote-unquote? Did you clock his 40? My 40 stunk when I was young. I'm certainly not young anymore, and I'm sure, sure my 40 stinks even worse now uh, than it did back then. Um, I wonder why Kirk Ferentz doesn't have Twitter. First of all, I don't read Twitter. Secondly, I don't do Twitter, although I am reading Twitters right now. And I may start because these are kind of entertaining and interesting. So you may open up a new door for me. Reading Twitters, holy Kirk. Absolutely love that. And you got to snort. That's the best. That's kind of an inside media thing. If you haven't caught on, the media members love that are on the Hawkeye beat to be able to get a Kirk snort. Uh, someday, I hope to get a Kirk snort. Now, back in the day, Marty and I had him on. We were heading out to Pittsburgh to uh, call a football game out there. And since he's a Pennsylvania guy and a Pittsburgh guy, we asked him a place to go. He told us to go eat at the Pleasure Palace. Uh, that led to a, a snort for myself, but not a Kirk snort on that one. It was actually a really good restaurant. Just had an unfortunate name. Not expecting that one when you're talking with Kirk Ferentz. But they went a step further. Next up in the mean tweets from the BTN, how about P.J. Fleck? P.J. Fleck, oh boy. Guy's full of energy. Let's see what the cameras are able to get here. 
P.J. Fleck is probably going to be a good coach for the Gophers. Thank you. Maybe even make it to a couple Big Ten title games. But man, is he annoying. Appreciate that. Yep. Making an influence. P.J. Fleck hasn't even coached one game yet, and I already can't stand him. Yep. Typical. I can't stand P.J. Fleck. No one should be that energetic. Yep. (laughs) P.J. Fleck looks like an eight-year-old dressed as a college head football coach. At least I look like one. (laughs) Uh, P.J. Fleck looks like an utterly ridiculous, raging maniac in that tie under a windbreaker. That's a game day outfit. I appreciate all the tweets. Read them all the time. Thank you. Welcome back once again, Jimmy B and TC here on The Big Talker, back on a Wednesday. And, uh, well, Friday, if you caught the show, you didn't hear me, you didn't hear Brinson. God knows during the summertime, Brinson's difficult to track down. A guy you did hear, though, is Wolfgang, and he's with us here. Wolfgang, how'd things go Friday? You didn't burn the place down. You know what? It, you made it easy for me. You dumbed it down for me. We had uh, John Miller on for 40 minutes. We had uh, Brent Bloom on for 2025, and then we had Dace on for 20 or 25. Made it easy. Um, and like I said, you dumb stuff down, went with heartbreak stuff. It was fun. I, I had a ball, man. Loved it. Good, good. I'm glad you had a good time. It was very nice to have somebody that actually knew what they were doing and, and be able to talk some sports. So you had uh, John Miller on. John John and I, I think, are, are kind of kindred spirits. We We think very similar as it pertains to Iowa basketball. I know he's a big hoop guy like I am, like you are. And throughout this summer, we've been talking about the primetime league. We've been trying to figure out the Hawkeyes and and how Fran McCaffrey is going to divvy up the minutes. So now we've seen all the guys. We saw the freshmen. We saw Nunji. We saw Garza. We've talked about all these things. We saw improvements out of Isaiah Moss after Ryan Craner. We've gone through it all. So let's figure it out now. How is Fran McCaffrey going to divvy up the minutes this year between what looks to be 12, 13 guys that all probably deserve minutes in different fashions. No, and that's the billion-dollar question, and both you and John Miller do a good job of that and kind of calling me out. It's easy to say uh, this guy deserves more minutes. Well, who deserves less? You've got to take minutes away from somebody in order to give somebody else minutes. Mm -hmm. And John texted me, and he was like, Dude, I want to talk about basketball. That may surprise you. He's like, I'm not telling you how to do your job or how to do the radio show. Man, I'm, I'm pumped about this basketball thing, which was fine with me. Love it. Love it. Seems weird in the middle of, in the middle of summer, but we got the PTL going on. We got all that stuff. So it's not as weird as, as it may seem, but it seems a little weird that you want to talk about basketball over football when football's how many days away? But I get it. Mm. Totally get it. And he's one of those guys, much like you are good at breaking down the minutes. I am not. And he texted me something to the effect of, yeah, because I, I asked him, is he getting a migraine getting it? And he's like 55 minutes over. So he's breaking down those 200 minutes, yeah. Trent, and he's like 55 minutes over. He's like, I have no idea what to do. I think he had Craner at 14 minutes before this all went down, mm-hmm. before you know he started looking good in the, in the primetime league. And I think he's always liked him. You and I, have, I'm not sure if you've always liked him, but you, you like him now, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, what do we do? I mean, how many more minutes does Craner get? The forward position is just stacked beyond belief. I don't know what you do. There's going to have to be one of those Iowa Hawkeye players, basketball players, that you kind of just say, sorry, man, you know what? You maybe deserve more minutes, but I don't know how to do this. 
I don't know how Fran is going to do this. And there are points when you can actually have too many talent in certain positions. And I think that's what Fran has. And I can't wait to see what, you, what you're going to say here. So let's start with a baseline. This will kind of help everybody out that's listening as we figure this out. Last year, Peter Jock led the team in minutes per game at just about 31 per. Uh, we've never seen Fran go with a guy 36, 38 minutes. It's just something that he has never done really throughout his tenure at Iowa, even when he hasn't had the same kind of depth. One thing he always normally has since the first couple of seasons, he's had a lot of depth, and so he hasn't had to do that, and I don't know if he's exactly willing to do it. Bohannon averaged 29.5. Next on the list, Tyler Cook at 24.5. Bear right at about 24 minutes. Pemsel 19.3, and on down from there. So you're not going to have a guy more than likely, even somebody like Bohannon, I can't anticipate him playing more than 32 would probably be the top line of minutes per game. And I don't even see him playing that. I mean, I, I'd probably put it at 30 right there. You I agree? agree with that. I agree. With, yeah, let's start with the guards. Let's. I agree with the 30 okay. on Bohannon. So you writing this down, are you doing the math or am I? I? Yep, I'm, I'm writing this down. Now remember, we only have 200 minutes to play with. Though. That's what we're trying to figure out here. So maybe it'll seem on the surface we're shooting a little bit low. We kind of have to do that. Wolfgang, and, and when we finish up this exercise, you're going to see the reason why. So we got Bohannon at 30 minutes. Let's go to Isaiah Moss, a very important cog. I believe the most important player on this team, if they're going to take Whoa. the next step, if they're going to be a team that is not just good enough to make the tournament, maybe win a game, but make a run, you know, be in contention for a regular season title. Those things, they need a very good Isaiah Moss to be at that point. Last year, he played 17 minutes a game. Should we put him up to 24? And he's an interesting player because uh, there were some times where he just looked, oh, yeah, that looks great, and then other times where he was kind of disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I understand that. I, I do think he's got something in him. I do like his game, and I agree. I'm not sure if I agree with you. He's the – he might be. I, you know what? He may be actually, like, the ticket to taking us further in the NCAA tournament than anybody else could. Um, whether it's a backup point guard or a two guard that scores that you can rely on every game, game in, game out. Isaiah Moss, how many, what'd you say? How many minutes? 17 last year. I, I say put him up at the 24 range. Let's go, let's go 24. Okay. 24. I, yep, let's go 24. So we have already used more than one quarter <laughs> of the minutes available for this team. We haven't even got to the front court. Next on the list, let's go. I think the four guys that are the ones that are locks to probably see the most minutes, Bohannon, Moss, Nicholas Bear, regardless if he's a starter or reserve, he's going to play a lot. And then, of course, Tyler Cook. So let's go next to Tyler Cook. Uh, minutes last year, Cook played 24 and a half, probably in the same range. I, I don't want to. Yeah, we're going to have to. We're going to have to put him in the same range, right, yeah. with our two true freshmen? Yeah. Are we going to have to put – and you're going to have to go in there like a maniac, like a stud, and do your thing, and you got to do it quick because we got we are deep, and we got two true freshmen that can come in and do some things that you can't. you got to get in there and do it quick. I think we almost go with the same amount of time. What do you think? Yeah, I, I uh, just uh, raised it up 25, so he gets an extra half minute a game, but that's it. For Tyler Cook. Nicholas Bear played uh, just a shade under 24 minutes last year. I could see him getting more minutes this season, but again, Let's we keep get him at 25. Depth. Let's keep him at 25. 
25. I love I love that kid. He gives his heart and, you know, passion, energy, every single freaking play. I love that kid. Um, it probably could be more than 25, but if we're going to try to get what Fran wants to do and make everybody happy, um, I can't think, I don't think we can go much more than 25. Okay. So, so that's 12 and a half, 12 and a half. So the, the, the four guys that we believe, I think most people believe, probably see the most minutes this year, Bohannon, Moss, Bear, Cook. They combine those four players for 104 minutes. We have 96 Lord. minutes left to play with with these guys. Cordell Pemsel, Ryan Creener, Ahmad Wagner, Brady Ellingson, Christian Williams, Jack Nunsgee, Luca Garza, and Dom Ewell, along with Macy Daly. You throw him into the mix on top of it. That's what we have still remaining here, figuring out minutes. We have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, nine guys and 96 <laughs> minutes to play with. We're screwed. Yep. We're absolutely screwed. Yes. And this is why John Miller came back at me and said, I'm 55 minutes over. I could totally see us going, so what are we going to play, like four overtime games? What if we did that? <laughs> yeah. Let's play on four overtime games. <laughs> then that, that works out a little bit better. But other than that, I, oh, jeez. So we put Barrett 25, he said. Yep. Um Cook at 24-25. Again, I'm a Creener guy. Jeez. Let's go to Creener Pemsel. next. Let, oh, let's man. go to Creener well, next. Well, no, let's go to the starter because Penzel's going to get more time than him, right? Okay. You you still believe that, huh? I do. Um, I don't know if I, – I love Penzel's attitude. Yep. Um, I think he's a stud. I, I like his footwork. He can't jump real high, but he's – uses his body well and his finish. I think he finishes well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started finishing really well at the beginning, then kind of in the middle there, not so much, and then and then came on strong finishing. So, I, yeah, I really like Penzel, and I like his attitude. And he gives you that look like Cook. I love it. And then we got Craner. Uh-huh. <laughs> My kind of guy. I'm not saying I think he's the best on the team. I'm just thinking the guy's got some talent, and he's got some things that other guys don't do. It's a different game. He can stretch the game to the three-point line. He can do a little bit of that in-between stuff. He has a back-to-the-basket game. Did you see some of those clips with Greener? Yes. I mean, I'm talking left-hand swooping shots, right-hand swooping shots. I mean, it was it was beautiful. I don't. I couldn't remember who he was going against. Again, it matters who you're going against. It's not right. Big Ten play, so I'd have to go back and look who he was going against. But at least, I mean, it looked the ball looked good in his hand and soft. So, okay, so we're deciding between. Pemsel and Craner and what kind of minutes they get? Pemsel and Craner, yeah. We'll we'll say one of those two guys oh is the God, fifth starter. Good. We'll we'll put them in as the fifth starter uh, or the most minutes. Last year Pemsel played nineteen minutes a game. Craner was at eight and a half. We know Craner's minutes are going to go up this season. How much do they go up? We're 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 gonna be at like four hundred minutes. That that's why we gotta aim low here. Try to aim low. All right. So John and I talked, like I said, on Friday. Let's go with 14. 14 for Craner. Seven, seven in the first half, seven in the second half. Yep. And then Emsel. Man. Should we Not, go with the same? Yeah. No, he, he's got to be more than 14, doesn't he? He does. And he was at 19 last year. Let's drop him down a little bit. Let's put him at 17. 17 put him minutes. At 17. Okay. Yeah, we got to start cutting something somewhere. Yep. We have to do it. Now we get next to Ahmad Wagner. He was a starter for much of the season last year, 16 minutes a game. He's a guy that has tried to expand his game, find another role. We know an energy guy, elite athleticism, all these things. I, I guess we probably have to drop him down a couple minutes, too. He was at 16, 
Do we drop them down to, say, 14 a game? We have to, don't we? Yes, we do. We do. Now you get into the next group, and these are the backup guards. So we have gone through here. Let's see. Out of the group, let's see what we're up to right now. We're at 31. I'd like, I'd like, I'd like Christian Williams at like negative 10 minutes. Can we take minutes <laughs> off our total there? I, I don't believe we can do that, no. I, oh, I don't we can't think do that's that. Okay. Be that doesn't count. Okay. We're at 149 minutes. We have 51 to play with. We still have the three backup cards, <laughs> Brady Ellingson, Christian Williams, and Macy Daly, the lone senior out of the group, Dom Ewell, and then the two freshmen. We have 51 minutes left. Oh, to my play God. With. We are so screwed. Yes. We yes. are so screwed. For the people that have not seen Nunji and have not seen Garza, they're, they're studs, mm-hmm. and they need to play a lot of minutes, and I have no idea how to do this and how to get it in. I don't... Oh, Nunji's a... Again, did you see some of his back-to-the-basket moves? Yes. Left and right? This is a freshman. Did you see him just getting the ball, going up and dunking? He doesn't need no three steps to dunk. He goes up and dunks it. Okay, Garza is a little opposite of him. He needs, you know, some, like he needs about a half a mile run, and then he can dunk it. I look, doesn't mean I don't like the kid. Right, right. I actually like maybe those guys better because they have to figure out a way to make it work when those other athletic guys can't. Craftiness. He's crafty. Yes. yes, and that's, you know, he is. He is crafty. He gets it done, um, and he looks good. He's got three-point range out to three, you know, out to 20 feet, out to 21, 22 feet. He looks good. It looks smooth. I don't know the percentage he shot. Maybe you know it offhand with the three-point shot, but he looked good coming from his hands, and he looked good in terms of his footwork and, and moves. Now, again, who is he going against? So a lot of those were such easy points. When he's going in the Big Ten, when he's got guys that are 6'8", 6'9", mm-hmm. close to his height, he's really going to have to continue to get as, as good as he has been on his body work and stuff like that, his footwork, because he'll get his shot blocked. He just cannot jump. He absolutely can. It's, it's Woody all over again, and I loved Woody. So I know a lot of people didn't, but Woody couldn't shoot threes. But if he can turn in to be the defender that Woody is, now you really have something. And that's probably the most important piece. They got guys that can score. They got guys that can fill it up. If he can be a garbage guy and a guy that is an excellent defender, an on-the-ball defender, and a rim protector, now you're talking. Now you're cooking with fire. But you're jumping ahead. We haven't figured out the minutes for the backup guards here, Wolfgang. (laughs) Well, negative 10 for Christian Williams. No, get out of here. Last year, Christian Williams played about 13 minutes a game. Okay, it'll be about 14 too many this year. Um, Macy Daly. Uh, you and John Miller, John Miller are ready. I mean, you're not giving up on, on Christian Williams, and I respect that about you. Nope. I, I, you know, I like him. He does have potential. I'll watch him more on defense. Like you said, you liked his defense, his wingspan, blah, blah, blah. I'll watch him more this year on that. I, I'm a guy that actually does watch defense, so I will watch that more to try to add to the value that he gives to the team. But right now, man, I'm ready to go in another direction. Are you going Macy Daly? Maybe. Yeah. I'm not. Sold. I'm not sure. As I'm not uh, sure. As you're not sold on Christian Williams, I'm still not sold on Macy Daly being being a, not even an impact player at the Big Ten level, being a rotation level player at the Big Ten level. At, at least at this point in his career, getting ready for his sophomore year, I'm not ready to go there yet with Daly. All right, let's stick with Williams then. Okay. Let's stick with Williams and let's give Macy Daly no zero minutes. Well, we can't give him zero. He averaged seven a game last year. Now he played in 12 games. 
let's say Macy Daly gets six. Three now, how are we doing this? Like, uh, I guess I'm almost putting it like Big Ten play. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like thinking of it as Big Ten play. But you know he, what I mean? He's going to get a couple of shots in Big Ten play. All right, let's go four. How about that? Four minutes for Macy Daly. Because he's going to see are, time. Are we doing the whole season or are we just doing Big Ten play? Because I think Big Ten play, we can make this a little easier on ourselves. We could, but what fun is that? we got to make this as difficult <laughs> as possible. All right, All Christian right. Williams. <laughs> Christian Williams, let's give him 13 minutes give a game. Him... 13? jeez. Oh, is that too many? <sighs> Oh, God help me. Uh, all right. There are people out there that think that Brady Ellingson can be the backup point guard over the course of the season. I don't believe that. I, I think in a spot like he did last year when you don't have any other options, sure, he can do that. But to be consistently, to give you six, seven, eight minutes per game as a backup point guard, I don't think he can do that. Do you? And he looks good. He looked good last year when, when Jock was out, if you remember that. And then, obviously, I think giving him a little more minutes, getting him in the flow of the game, a shooter, a guy, and you get, you get your sweat going, you get your lather going, I'm kind of excited to see what he can do. Backup point guard, not sure. It's interesting. Um, that's why I almost want to do just Big Ten play to see, I mean, does he have the quicks, the um, – handle to play a backup point guard role probably not but if he gets more minutes and we see what from uh from him what we saw last year after jock went out i mean he was phenomenal how many minutes are you giving him we are so screwed <laughs> yes yes i mean he's gotta get 15 doesn't he 15 for brady and so for Chris- put him at so, Christian Williams, you want to drop it down to 10? I want to drop it down to zero. Well, I know you do, but we got to live in reality here. He's going to play. Help me out. Throw me a bone here. He's going to play 10 minutes a game. Christian All right, so Williams. you're saying 15 is way too much for Brady Ellingson, a stud shooter, no. a guy that will knock down the three-point shot. I understand that. You like Christian Williams on defense. I yep. think you're overrating his defense. I'll watch it again this year. Hopefully he's better. If he ends up being that defensive stud that you were saying, Absolutely. Because there are people that can do things and specialize in certain stuff that others don't, and that's fine. Not everybody has to be awesome at defense. You go and play your matchups. You go to the guys where your matchups are, and then I've always had a little bit of a problem with that in uh, watching some of my favorite teams, why they don't play more matchup, you know, matchup things. And we can get in with Kirk Ferentz later, by the way. He brought that up, and I'm just I'm gushing with what he said about the two running backs. But we're talking about Christian Williams. So you're saying overall the season, how many minutes does he get? Let's go 12. 12. Six and six. Okay. Sound so good? 12 minutes. So now we are up to, let's see here, a little quick math. We have, for three remaining players, the two freshmen, the one senior, we have 20 minutes left to play with for Jack Nungy, Luca Garza, and Dom Ewell. You know what? Let me, let me put this out there, Trent. So if we were to just do Big Ten play, yeah. when uh, Macy Daly does not play in the Big Ten, that doesn't count. So he's getting zero minutes. Yeah. None of that counts against that, right? His average. Right. So that's where we're screwing up. You get that? I, I get where you're going. Yep. Yeah. Because in that's Big Ten, where we're screwing up. If you don't think he's going to be part of the rotation at all, and you don't believe he's going to see any minutes in Big Ten play, then that four minutes a game drops to zero. Same thing with Dom Yule. You know, by the time we get to Big Ten play, we're either going to know that 
The light bulb came back on. He figured out that shot that we saw early in his sophomore year. He's back, and he's given them 15 minutes a game. Or, by that point, he's down, and he's given them zero to four minutes a game. <laughs> by, by Big Ten play, we'll know, because it's going to be one way or the other. I don't think it's going to be something in the middle where Fran keeps giving him, you know, eight, 10, 12 minutes a game to see if he can figure it out by the time we get to January. I don't think that'll be the case with Don Ewell. I don't either, and I think that's why I came to the conclusion we should have done the Big Ten play, because if, if like, Macy Daly is getting, you know, 10 minutes a game for the season, but he's not even playing mm-hmm. in Big Ten, that counts as 10. Well, no, it doesn't. So um, I think I just figured out where the flaw is in our system here. Did I just not find that out? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. For argument's sake, let's give Dom Ewell six minutes a game. And again, I will tell you, I kind of like him and always have. I have too. I think he has good handle. Mm-hmm. His problem is, is is mental toughness, which yep. it, we're not all mentally tough, and I get that. doesn't make him a bad guy. doesn't make him a bad kid. You know, doesn't make him a bad whatever future husband, whatever. He just clearly does not believe in himself all the time, and neither does um, Christian Williams. That's a problem. You see, like a cook, a pencil. You look in their eyes; they believe in themselves. They're ready to go at any moment. Uh, Charles Barkley always talked about there were back in the day when you played in the NBA. You always knew the guys that were ready to go and the, that weren't ready to go, so you could get in somebody's face. Or got the guys who couldn't get in somebody's face. You can't get in Pencil's face, and you can't get in Cook's face. And we're not used to having that on Iowa squad. That's true. That is very true, having that guy that, that has kind of that intimidation factor on there with you. Well, if we give you a six, that leaves seven minutes each for Jack Nungy and Luca Garza. We both believe <laughs> oh, both geez. those guys are going to play more minutes, and then it comes back to you. So what are you taking away? Uh, is Tyler Cook going to only play 20 minutes a game as opposed to 25? I don't think so. Is Cordell Pemsel going to play even less minutes than he did a year ago? Is Ryan Creener not going to see a big increase in minutes? Is Mod Wagner the guy that's left out? You go through this exercise, and, and this is why we do it, Wolfgang, because when you re- actually write it down and when you figure it out this way, it's difficult to stay under the 200 minutes. And when you do, you're left with things that seem ridiculous, like Jack Nungy and Luca Gars only playing seven minutes a game. Well, for instance... If we go just by Big Ten play, they're not playing three point guards. They're not playing. They're not playing Bohannon, Christian Williams, and Macy Daly. You know what I mean? Well, Macy Daly's not a point guard. This is the same thing. Christian Williams is not a point guard, and Macy Daly's not a point guard. They only have one point guard on the roster, and that's Bohannon. That's all that they have. That's the what problem. I'm, what I'm asking is who's coming out for Bohannon? Yeah, Bo- it, who's going in for Bohannon? Is what I mean. You got to play somebody, right? Maybe Nicholas yeah. Burke can just be a point guard too. How about that? Why not? Why not? <laughs> I love that guy. I would love to see him. He could do anything, as far as I'm concerned. But I love him. So we're how? So we're giving Nunji, who everybody is in love with. Yeah. I've seen his clips and seen him. Um, we're giving Garza. Love the guy. Has huge upside on certain stuff. He's the new game's center in terms of bringing the big guy. If, if we go against a big guy, bringing the big guy out and opening it up for a Isaiah Moss or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's shooting threes, and I think he shot him in a pretty good clip. I don't know. I didn't see the percentage of that, that he hit, but he can, he can hit him. So, I mean, we're absolutely off. We're absolutely screwed with what we just did there, Trent. Yep. We have no idea what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We just gave, I think Randy Larson said, Garza and Nungi are should be starting. Did I read that or see that on a post or something like that? The head of the primetime league. 
Um, my sister worked for him for a while. I mean, so we're giving the guys that he thinks should be starting, what, how many minutes? How many minutes for who? Nunji and Garza? <laughs> That's all we're left with. That's all we're left with. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous exercise, but it's a fun exercise. With that, Wolfgang, we need a break. We'll come back and you want to talk a little football coming up? I do, I do. Let's do it. We got football talk coming up on the other side as we roll through here on a Wednesday. Wolfgang in with me for the full hour. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. We're putting a cap on things here with Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeyes. He joins us on the Draft House 50 hotline. All right, Wolfgang, we uh, we figured out the mess that is the basketball roster and, and how Fran McCaffrey's going to divvy up minutes, and we did a terrible job with it. But uh, <laughs> We did, didn't we? I, I also Seriously. have a feeling there's going to be plenty of post games that we're going to be talking, and we're going to be saying the same thing. Boy, Fran did a terrible job divvying up those minutes because it's nearly impossible to do correctly. And it's kind of cool when he admits that he probably screwed up and says, you know, we all screw up. I I am going to be probably more, what's the word, soft with him than I have been in years past because I don't know how to do it. We just tried yeah. to do it, Trent, and I have no idea how to do it. So I'm probably going to be more soft with him than I have in years past. I'm not a huge playing 10 guys, playing 11 guys. I've never been that guy. But I don't know what you do. There's going to be a couple transfers. There has to be because a couple of these guys deserve to play. Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to probably get, unfortunately, ugly. Um, not ugly because Fran's the player's coach and all the guys love him. But, I mean, at some point you have to learn. You have to play guys. You, you figure out who you want to play more. And somebody's going to get, you know, saying, why am, why am I not playing those minutes? Sure. So it's, it's going to be interesting, which I find funny. It's a new game in basketball. Gars is interesting because he can take you big, he can take you low, he can shoot three. Nuns can do the same. You saw him back up um, his backup game, his post game. Um, so it's, it'll, it'll be interesting, and I think we're a guard or two short, unfortunately, unless your guy, Christian Williams, who you think is going to the NBA, um, <laughs> if, he, if he totally gets it done. So other than that, um, we have to have one of those guys step up. If Isaiah Moss just goes crazy, it just ends up a, like a stud, which he could. He actually could. He could be one of those guys. And I, interesting. I had not heard anybody say that he is the. Um, would you say he's the? What he's the? He's the guy that has to get it done in order for Iowa to have a, a special season. Is that what you kind of said? Yeah, that that's what I believe. I, I think that Isaiah Most is is the most important. They're going to find guys up front. You know, they're going to find forwards. That's not a problem. If uh, a pencil goes through a sophomore slump, if if an injury hits, if Creener, maybe the development isn't happening quite like we expect, the freshmen aren't right, whatever it is, they have so many options that the other parts are going to be able to pick it up. If they're going to be a next level, Moss is talented. Moss can shoot it from the outside, but if he has a prolonged shooting slump, you know, where's the shooting coming from? There aren't just a whole lot of options out there. If he shows some uh, disappearing acts defensively, I guess would be a way to put it. He looked lost at times last year defensively. We know he can be a good on-the-ball defender. He showed that at times, and there are times he's completely lost. If that doesn't click, whatever it is, because where else do you turn? Macy Daly? Brady Ellingson? Do you want Brady Ellingson playing 24 minutes a game in the Big Ten? I don't think he's that kind of player. I think he's a guy that can shoot it, but I think there's too many limitations of his game. To me, that's why Moss is so important for this team, just because of the roster construction. 
How many minutes do we think uh, Brittany Williamson played when Jock was out? It's a good question. He looked good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he looked good, and shooters need to be able to involve. You can't come in off the freaking bench and just be expected to hit threes. Who's done that? Not very many people in the history of basketball. Mm -hmm. So if we get him a little more minutes, he improves his defense. You brought up maybe a zone defense Mm -hmm. to maybe uh, hide him a little bit. Yep. Um, I can buy that. I can buy that a little bit. I'm not a big zone guy. I've just never been a big zone guy um, because I think guys rest, um, and I've heard people say it. Oh, yeah, we're going to zone. I'm going to rest. No. If you actually play zone as hard as you do man-to-man, you got something. Yes. You really, really have something. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, people, kids, NBA, whoever, they don't think like that. But if you actually give as much effort on zone defense as you do Man-to-man, you really have something. And I don't know if Fran can get him to do that. So I'm uh, taking a peek here for the games that Jock missed. So he missed the Ohio State game at home. They played really well, shot it really well in that game as uh, they beat the Buckeyes by 13. Then the game after that, they were out at Rutgers. Uh, So let's pull up that box score. So against Ohio State, Ellingson played 25 minutes in that game, had a big game. Wow. Yeah. Next time out against Rutgers, he played 24 Played a lot of minutes again. Uh, not quite as good, just two or three from downtown, two or four from the floor. Six what do points. you mean? What's wrong with two or three from three-pointer? No, nothing. He just didn't shoot per- nearly the number that he had in the other game. Okay, he had six okay. points. But he also had five assists. That's a big part of it. Also yep. was able to uh, be a guy that was a point person that could uh, generate a little offense that way. So in those two games, he played about 25 minutes a game. Maybe you are on to something. Maybe he is going to be a guy that sees you know 20-plus minutes a game. We had him down at 15 a game. Maybe he's the one that sees more minutes. Now who are you taking those minutes away from? He might need to be because we believe, I th- I'm going to speak for you, we believe that if he gets minutes, he's going to score. Mm-hmm. We also believe that if Christian Williams gets minutes, he's not going to score. But he might be the better defender. What if we go zone? What if we figure a way to freaking somehow hide you know, his defensive liabilities? Or maybe he just gets better. How about that? That'd be a good thing, right? He's coming off of what? Foot surgery from two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's more healthy. Lateral quickness is back. Yeah, I can buy into that. I can buy into that. Sure. We got uh... sometimes, sometimes offense is okay. Yeah, I get the defense. I'm a defensive guy because I think it matters. It does. But if we can find a way for for him to actually help on the defensive end, I don't think he. It's not that he doesn't try. I think he tries, don't you? Oh yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. gives. You know what I mean? I think he gives effort. So I think you know I'm. I think we may have put him too low, especially after looking at those minutes that you just looked up with Jock when Jock was out and he was feeling it and getting the lather going and the shot going. Um, and the assist, like he even mentioned the assist. He seems like a smart player as well. So, um, interesting, interesting, interesting. And I think we should have just done the Big Ten play, I'm telling you. That's where we screw up. That's where John Miller screwed up. He's never mentioned this to me. I think I got onto something there. It's Big Ten play. Because if guys play in the, in the preseason for eight minutes, oh, well, they're considered eight-minute guys. No, they're not. They didn't, you know, play the rest of the damn season. So anyway, I hope you understand where I'm saying that. I do. Not uh, yep. John. John's not a math guy. Uh, he admits it. So, but <laughs> if John is listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's gonna come after you there. So, <laughs> and you mentioned defense, and defense is important. When when France teams are good, 
They play at a high tempo. They have a high pace. They've always been good offensively, even going back to his earliest teams that, frankly, weren't very good. But the difference is when they at least become a pretty good defensive team, you know, the two years where they won NCAA tournament games, when they beat Davidson, uh, when they picked up the win against them, and, and the year after, those were two years where they were in the top 30 nationally at Ken Palm in adjusted defense. It shows you, yes, they're going to score, but when they're at least pretty good defensively, those are the teams that are certainly at a higher level, and that's what you saw with those two teams. They just got to be good, because last year, they weren't good defensively. There's no way to cut it. They were not good defensively. No, and that's a lot of new guys playing. I don't think it was a lack of passion. I think it was a lack of knowledge, a lack of figuring out what's who's coming where. What you know, Nick can get a lot better at that. I believe. I mm-hmm. think you can take a huge step from year one to year two. I think that can happen with Pemsel, with Cook, Creener, um, with Williams. I think it with Bohannon. Bohannon's going to get a lot better on defense. You watch. He's going to just figure out. He knows he's not crazy quick from, you know, laterally on defense. But he's a smart guy, okay? And he'll figure it out, at least how to be decent, because he wasn't decent on defense. He was unbelievable from three-point range. I mean, it's got to the point where he misses, and I'm like, no, I missed that. There's something wrong. Who shot that? But if he, I I think he can get so much better at defense by just keeping guys in front of them and and making them shoot shots they don't want to shoot, maybe, and not getting to the rim. With and we might have rim protection now. We might, Trent. Be nice thing. It'd be a <laughs> and we got nice those thing. guys at seven minutes apiece. Nunji and Garza, we got it seven minutes apiece. Boy, we suck. That would be good. That would be good. Well, let's get into some football before we run out of time, Wolfgang. Big Ten Media Days in the books, and and you're pumped up. You uh, you think that uh, Brian Ferentz and Kirk and company, the shiny new toy, and the umco- incoming. Uh, grad transfer and Butler, that they got some tricks up their sleeve, huh? I don't know. Did you? Let me just ask you this question. Did you notice anything different this year from Kirk's quotes about the offense from years past? Did you? I'm sure you read it or you heard the video. Mm-hmm. I did. I'm not putting you on the spot or anything. Where I'm going with that is he talked about getting Butler, getting uh, – getting my boy Akram Wadley involved in the offense, even if they have to go out to wide receiver. And he's like, we'd be stupid not to to go at that and try to figure that out because those are two explosive guys. I loved hearing that. I don't think I've heard that in the past, Trent. I don't remember ever. No, man, those two guys are explosive. Get the, balls, get the ball in their hands as much as you can, no matter how many times you have to do it, get it in their hands. I swear, he's never said these kind of words and gone at it like that it got me pumped man so you're a believer you're, you're a believer that they're going to go out there we're going to see you know one of the two lined up in the slot we're going to see motion we're going to uh, see some pick plays we're going to see really all the things that well brian Ferentz learned when he was in new england that's your expectation and the tight end position with noah fans with fonts or however you say his name with Hawkinson, who we've all we both loved, right? Yep, absolutely. You see him climbing up the charts like crazy. We were on board at the beginning. I remember asking you if you were down with him. And did you get to see him in high school, or did you just see his name? Yeah, no, I, I saw him in high school, and, and uh, saw him both at uh, a couple of regular season games. We got the highlights. We had a couple of highlight packages from him uh, back at MediaCom, and boy, he was he was really good, really, really good. It, it was 
a lot of fun to see that kid. And I, I kind of said when I first saw him, that's Brandon Myers. You know, that's Brandon Myers when oh, he was at PCM. It. Basketball player, kind of everything that Myers was when he was back then, that's what I saw from Hawkinson. I'm really excited about him, and uh, we'll see. The other part, Noah Font, he struggled still blocking this spring. Hawkinson as a redshirt freshman, how far along is he going to be? The good news is they have two other guys that are listed as the backups, Picard and Whiting, who both showed an ability to be solid blockers. So they can mix and match here. They can do so many different things. It might be a lot of old-school football here, and let that clock run. Go back to the days, no more 70, 75, 80 plays a game. Hey, let's get it slowed down on both sides to 55 plays a game. No, and it, yeah, and I just, I'm excited. I am. And like like I said with Font, did you see uh, Kirk's quote about Font saying he was like an eighth grader last year in terms of physical prowess? <laughs> and now he's now he's finally a college guy. And he's like, I don't mean that in a bad way. He's like, sure. I mean that in a good way. He got after it in the offseason. Good for him. You know, maybe uh, he was at a place that didn't, you know, respect weightlifting or, or whatever, but he got after it, and now he's looking like a college guy because we know he's got speed, we know he's got talent, we know he's got hands, and we know he can be a mismatch. And I'm going to say that about a thousand times over the next how many years with you. Mismatches matter in any sport, in every sport. And I love the fact that Kirk is bringing that up. He brought that up, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is Brian Ferentz's influence on there. I see it. I asked John Miller, is Brian Ferentz going to be able to do what he wants to do this year? Is he going to be able to get the creative gene, the creativeness installed in the offense that he wants to this year? He believes he can. And now you see the quotes from Kirk saying that both of them are going to maybe be in the slot Mm -hmm. or at wide receiver and all this other stuff because they are explosive. Both of them are explosive and not just explosive for Iowa, explosive for college football. Mm -hmm. And that means something. And then you get Vandenberg, finally a wide receiver that is legitimate, is real, and you can count on to do things as long as he doesn't break his freaking knee again. Um, but And then there's another, you know, we got the, the Juco kid at wide receiver. We got my man, who I said I like going on the limbs and stuff like that, that people don't see and maybe they see. Max Cooper, I like him. We all, it seems like everybody likes the Mississippi kid, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Everyone's in Brandon Smith. That's the one that uh, continues to be talked about as a guy to see some minutes. Plus, they uh, apparently have another grad transfer looking to make their way in. Guy from New Mexico, have you heard about this? Matt Quarles. I've heard he's very fast. I've heard he was under Bob Davey, right, the former yeah. Notre Dame coach. Yep. Um, but, I, yeah, who knows? I have no idea what to make of it, what the but I'll take a fast guy. I'll take a guy that uh, wants to come here because he knows there's an opportunity. And uh, can he catch the ball? Can he learn the system quick? He must because grad transfers by nature are smart. So yeah. if they're smart, if they can learn the playbook, if they – I mean, he's obviously coming here for a reason. Where else would you go in college football if you are a 4-4 wide receiver? 4.440. Where would you go? This is the place to come. Seriously. So, I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see if he does anything for us. Could he? I don't know. I know Oklahoma got a Kentucky transfer that's a stud. Um, we're not getting probably a stud, but can we get a guy that can contribute? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's a good way to look at it. Maybe. Maybe the offense will be better than what we saw under Greg Davis. I am hopeful <laughs> that is going to be the case. Wolfgang, my man, we're out of time. I went quick. It always does. It always does. We'll talk again Friday. 
you uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about that CTE story that came out yesterday with, yeah. what was it, 110 out of 111 players that had their uh, brains donated to science, showed signs of CTE. So we'll talk about that on Friday. More on the yeah, Big let's... Ten college football odds. We got a, plenty to decipher and get into coming up on Friday. Yep, you're a parent, I'm a parent, so I think that'll be a fun combo. You bet. We'll do it then. Thanks for your time today, Wolfgang. All right, thanks, brother. See ya. That's Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye. A lot of fun thoughts from him and good Hawkeye talk with Wolfgang here on a Wednesday. That'll do it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to all our great guests, as always, for talking with us. We will be back with you tomorrow at noon. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini Pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. (laughs) That's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be a good old time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe.